Previously, on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. We y'all are rolling deep with Phineas fucking call? I, I need Grotto. You're the only person I know that can get it. Now our only hope is to reach the source of the original phytoplankton, but those memories that are in Phineas's head are unreachable, and we have been told that with concentrated Grotto, this is possible. There may be an option, but it's going to involve all y'all. It requires you to sort of suppress the part of your mind that tells you that you're you, and you all are aboard a ship that is diving down deep into the heart of the ocean. These are your two most trusted compatriots who have departed on a mission with you to find the vanguard and the bathysphere that they stole. And most other people would be scared embarking on a mission like this, but not you. Not Phineas Call. Why did you Wait, say yeah, why did you stop the show? <laughs> right before we start recording, Dad says, Oh, I have to get my nail clippers. It's horrible. Inside joke. I'm Was gagging it an Inside you. joke. I'm pulling yeah. your legs. I'm pulling all your legs. Isn't it an inside joke if none of us thought it was a joke? Well, that seems a little outside. It's the most inside. Sometimes people don't get my humor, guys. No, yeah. But that's that's not how an inside joke works, though. Like, the definition of an inside joke is that the people you're telling it to get it. I'm going to start doing that it. when I say something that bombs. It's just like, uh, yeah. inside joke. It's the inside <laughs> joke for the voices inside my head, like the movie Inside. Hey, Dad, I took a big dump inside your PC. <laughs> that's an inside joke. You wouldn't get it. You don't You don't know. An info uh, dump? Oh, that's wow. Fun. That's actually funny. That was good. Uh, uh, all right, let's let's get into today's episode. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be a fun time. I want everyone Ooh, like a double dare challenge. I want everyone both on the call and listening at home to keep an open mind because I think this is our <laughs> first time doing a, a well. You know what? I was gonna say a flashback episode, but we did quite a bit of those back in Taz Balance of Memory Serves. You all are taking a trip into the memories of. Phineas Call. Uh, could you play some music to set the scene now, Griffin? I, I I actually have an intro to the scene. Do you have a joke you were going to do? Because I can save my intro for after your joke. No, I just wanted some music. I thought we don't do enough like kind of meta music cues. So I thought I would say like, can we have some music? And then the music could start playing and it would make it seem like it was happening in the moment. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. well, let's start that right now. Okay. The Griffin the first, story. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many challenges facing the Shoreside community during their final year on the surface was the disappearance of the Vanguard. 
Once well-respected laborers in the community, the vanguard stole a valuable piece of technology to begin their undersea migration before the rest could follow, the ancient bathysphere. As the community developed methods to sustain an underwater city, Phineas Call, the legendary explorer and adventurer, realized the bathysphere held answers to many of their logistical problems. And so, in late summer, Phineas Call and a small crew dove beneath the waves in search of the vanguard and the vehicle they had stolen. Their voyage was sabotaged. Weeks after their departure, the bathysphere returned to the shoreside, its sole inhabitants being a comatose call, a dead body, and a standing pool of water filled with oxygen-rich phytoplankton. Now, the details of their doomed expedition will finally be revealed through the memories of Phineas Call. So, in today's episode, Dad is playing Zooks, is playing Phineas Call. Uh, and your mission during this memory journey is to find the bathysphere and recover it. Justin, playing Amber, is playing a character named Bertrand Bay, who uh, was a Delmer soldier who also became old Joshi's student, one of many students who joined this mission as a sort of security detail. And Travis, playing Devo, is playing Ona Ward. He is a hominine biologist going to study the deep sea life as this mission is going to take everyone sort of deeper than any person has ever traveled before. Uh, you all are traveling in a ship called the Nightcrawler, named for its uh, deep sea exploration capabilities. Uh, and it's a far cry from, you know, more modern ships. It is, there's not a lot of bells and whistles. It is completely unarmed. Um, now, while this this episode and, and this sort of memory dive is going into something that is effectively set in stone, uh, there will be things that you all will decide in this episode that will have ramifications on what happens in the future. The things that are set in stone is that uh, basically the bathysphere returns with a comatose Phineas call, a dead body, and the phytoplankton. Um, everything else is more or less completely up in the air. Any questions before we start? Yes, I have a question, and maybe we, we're going to get into this here in a moment. But sure. Is this a, for lack of a better example, a um, quantum leap scenario in which Devo is Devo playing these characters? No. So, so in the last episode, you all kind of went through your own memories in order to essentially dissociate and become... These these people inside. Okay, so of, we are uh, them. You are them. You Got are it. not aware that that you are them. Got it. Um, it's not a we can change the past because it's just a it's just a memory, right? Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, if there's no other questions, let's start. So the three of you, Phineas, Ona, and Bertrand, are on the bridge of the Nightcrawler, and it probably has the same sort of aesthetic that the Coriolis has because they're both kind of older ships. The rest of the crew, which is almost entirely made up of old Uncle Joshi's school for defeating Blink Sharks, uh, you know, enrollees, uh, is sort of back in the main cabin. Uh, and it's been a few days since you all departed. And we'll, we'll start you here. Phineas, you have piloted the ship down several hundred meters over the last few days. And you've been following a, uh, a tracker that you have thrown together that 
can sort of follow the the energy signature of of the bathysphere that was stolen, and uh, it's it's already dark uh, because you've you've gone down so far. But this sensor that you have been following toward the bathysphere says you've you've still got quite a ways to go. So you've descended into this abyss and found your your ship moving down a ravine with these jagged nooks and crannies, and nestled in one of them, the light on the front of the night crawler shines across bodies. Dozens, dozens of bodies. Bodies that would later be discovered by the rest of the the shoreside community once they start building Founder's Wake. But of course, you don't know that yet. Um, You just found a big pile of bodies. What do you all do? Um, Well, hmm. it's Ona, is it? Yes. Uh, Well, I I, Travis, have seen enough CSI I think Ona is going to uh, try to see if uh, he can recognize any kind of like, uh, you know, clean up. It wouldn't be bugs, but like fish and worms and that kind of thing to see how long these bodies have been dead. Okay, are you doing that from the bridge or are you... Well, if we can uh, see them, yeah. I'm just trying to like visually scope it out, see if I can, uh, you know... Check out the yeah, sure. deterioration. The yeah, make an investigation check for me, and and you all because you all are kind of similar to the characters that you are inhabiting in this memory. You all are just going to use your your standard character sheets. Um, that is an eighteen plus three, a twenty one. Good God Almighty! Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, with a twenty one Ona, you are able to figure out that these these bodies are not like are hardly decomposed they are relatively fresh within a matter of weeks you would estimate you also notice uh, like a few other things with that good of an investigation check um they have mutated in places not dramatically but every few uh like people that you look over have like these very like narrow gills or uh, like one of them you notice has uh, like super sharp teeth. A few of them have scales. A lot of them are just people, dead, dead people, obviously. But some of them look kind of different. And I will also give you this. You notice what appear to be a few sets of like twins. There are some people in this this pile who are like almost identical to one another. That... Okay, I relay all this information uh, okay. to, to Phineas and okay. and to Bertrand. Let me ask one quick foundation question: Do we have sure. vape suits? Um, we you have, probably have like. Do old, we have an no, arm like we had on the other? No, I will say that you all probably have like a dive suit. Like a heavy duty sort of diver's suit, but like vape suits don't exist yet, I'm pretty sure. I have one more foundation timeline question. Please? Where is this at in relation to the shore community uh getting hit by the sallow? It had that that has not happened yet. And we've never seen this before, this sallow. No, 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 no. Hmm. Well, alrighty. Let's uh let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can stir up here. Bertrand. No. Um what, what does that look like to you? Do you, you recognize any of those specific people out there? It's uh, like nothing I've ever seen, boss. Hmm. 
Hmm. Ona, what do you think? Any faces that anybody look uh, like at somebody you've seen before? It is hard to tell from here. Um, they they have deteriorated, not much, but uh, the, the, the facial uh, region is one of the first to be affected by decomposition. But I will say, Phineas, this, this does not seem to be natural. And I don't know if this is something we need to meddle with so much as it might just be a guidepost that we're headed the right direction with our investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I hear you. Um, well, I think we need to go out and and investigate it up close and personal. I, that maybe is going- bring some. Well, well, I mean, I said we, but I actually, you know, meant you, Bertrand. Um, yeah. I mean, you got all that shark fighting experience, right? So, I mean, you probably know how to swim around and stuff. Roy, I'm a strong swimmer. Yeah, yeah. You you don't like that idea, owner? It just seems to be taking us away from the primary mission of discovering the bathysphere, not to mention the fact that whatever has caused this death, we are unsure of. And so it still might be a concern, some sort of uh, contaminant or uh, maybe even some sort of creature nearby that killed these people. And we are merely putting ourselves in danger. I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm 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 going to take that into consideration, but don't you think it's kind of a big quinky dink if uh, if this is not related to the, the the whole thing we've been looking for since we've been kind of tracking that whole that whole schmear? I do see your point. Yeah, I, I I really think we need to you know we need to bring it on board here and you know now kind of take a look at at some of them or at least get up close and and kind of check it out. Yes, I. I think I could be persuaded to go out and investigate, but to bring something like this on board the ship without any of our equipment, anything to first determine the cause of death seems like we're really inviting trouble. I I think that we need to be very careful uh, approaching whatever this is and try just for visual examination. Okay. Okay. Never let it be said. If any is called, doesn't compromise. Uh, what do you say, Burton? You want to go out there and kind of check it out real close and in person? And 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 while we're doing that, Ona, maybe you can uh, keep an eye on that tracker machine thing and and see if there's any kind of connection or anything at all. Burton, you uh, you cool with that? Yeah, I suppose. Well, let's get to it. Okay, why don't we do this in a couple different roles? We can start... We're already in a couple of different roles. Uh, words sound like other words. You ever notice that? Yeah, they rhyme. Yeah, well, they sound, they're hom- homonyms? Homonyms. Sure. Homonyms. Okay, Bertrand, you suit up in this, uh, you know, Eva suit. I don't know what it's called. It's, what's it called for a deep sea suit? Just a diving suit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and you are able to get right up into this big pile of bodies. And uh, Ona, you are keeping an eye on the tracker. Um, let's start with Bertrand. What do you, how are you sort of uh, trying to gain more info here? So I'm like outside in the suit. Um, hmm. I guess I would kind of um, poke around. I don't okay. Know. I'm not like an investigator. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Like he's just kind of like moving stuff around. Like I don't. He's not exactly sure what he's looking for. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I figured he had the most familiarity with the seas and you know the life under the seas. Maybe he could pick up some kind well, of- Well, Bertrand's also the biggest, I would say, by far the biggest boy. Uh, uh, in, yeah, in not the biggest baby, though. Here. Not the biggest no, baby. No, not the biggest baby. That's someone different. Why don't you make uh, an investigation roll for me, Bertrand? Okay. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bertrand looks around and- right. Oh, this all looks- Ship shape. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good stuff. Just a bunch of dead bodies. Uh, let's see, Ona. Why don't you make a? I'm wondering what like a navigation like. Uh, why don't you just make an intelligence check? Uh, Seventeen plus two, nineteen. Uh, okay, yeah. Here's here's what you will get for that. Uh, you are looking at the uh, sensor, right? That gives you a general bearing on which way the bathysphere is. And while you're looking at that, you can also see out the front viewport of the ship. And while you are like able to see both those things, you notice another body that is coming in like a current down this ravine. And it too hits this sort of uh, trap that the rocky walls of the ravine are making and just tosses another body onto the pile, I would say narrowly missing Bertrand, who is out there. Uh, Phineas? Uh, uh, yeah, hmm, sorry. If if I'm not mistaken, I think we may be at the end of some kind of, uh, like, pipeline, some kind of current. Somebody's dumping these bodies, and this just happens to be where the water is taking them, like, and I'm sorry to sound callous, like flotsam on a beach that would wash up and get caught in the same outcropping. I believe that's what we're looking at. We should be able to follow this current to find the source. Hmm. Are, are, are we in contact with uh, Bertrand? Yeah, sure. I, you can yell down his hose or whatever. <clears throat> yell down his hose. Okay. <laughs> Yo, 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 Bertrand, my friend. Can you uh, can you detect any kind of current out there? I mean, if you just floated around, would you uh, would you be moved in any way? Hold on. No, Finis, we have sensors. We can track the current. Well, I know. I'm just trying to let Bertrand. Oh, feel. you're trying to you include know, him? Yes, include, I see. Involved. This is very kind of you. Yes. Well, you know, it's all about helping you young men develop and become better people. So, I did uh, notice uh, he's just kind of standing out there staring at the bodies. Go. Oh. Uh, Bertrand, you want to come on back in? Yes, all head up. Did I bring any tools with me or anything? Like, do I have any, like... Yeah, we can say there's a tool, like a, uh, you know, a compartment for tools in the in the dive suit. Okay. All right, uh, Bertrand starts swimming back towards the... You know, goes underneath the ship and starts swimming back up back towards the hole. The, the airlock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Do all right. Do we have so any kind of decontamination? Any kind of decontamination? No, I don't no, think so. Damn it. Okay. All right. You have gotten back on board the ship and you make your way to the bridge. Uh, and now you all are back together in the bridge and sort of have found this current that is is bringing bodies to this point. Now, Bertrand, uh, could you relay your findings to us? What uh, were you able to detect? Were you able to figure out any uh, sort of cause of death? 
Oh, it's all real spooky, right? Um, there was a one dead person and another, and they were just so dead. It was really bad. I see. Okay. Spooky it was. Ah, spooky. Okay, I'll I'll write that. Reminded me my eighth birthday. (laughs) It did? Oh, God, that day. I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to give us a little detail. I'd rather not. It shaked me to my very core, didn't it? Well, you know what? We'll save that for our next fake seance. Uh, yeah. Up uh, shore side. Um, listen, let me ask you something, Bertie. Do, do you get the impression that this is their natural state? Or, I mean, did they look like they was people turning into fish or fish turning into people? Or do you think this is just the way they are? I think whatever we're doing, we need to go now. I'm worried whatever did this might still be around, eh? Uh-huh. I, yep. I agree uh, with with Mr. Bertrand. Okay. Let's um let's follow that current and let's make it so, fellas. All right, you uh start the ship back up and turn in the direction of the current. Uh and it is it is slower going now because you all are essentially piloting your ship against the current. You feel like you're going about half as fast, um, but then the the drag on the ship becomes like kind of extreme, like way more than you know just just piloting a ship against the current should be doing. And after fighting this for like a, this this drag for a few minutes you realize that like the tail end of your ship is starting to like almost drag on the floor of this ravine. Hmm. Well, we got to make sure we're not doing any damage here, right? Want me to pull up a little bit? You're, you're the captain. Oh, that's right. I know. I know. Um, what would, what would it be like if a, if a pilot came back into the plane and was like, <laughs> tapped you on the shoulder is like, Hey, we're getting pretty close to the ground. You have any? <laughs> Just like I want, gut check. What I do want you to take think? a quick vote, actually, with everybody. Um, um, okay, so we got to raise up a little bit. Right? Just be careful sure. that we don't lose the current. As long as we can keep, um, you know, some some sort of track of it, I don't want to lose our lead. So are, are we fo- are we going against the current? Or are you we are going, going against the current? Yes. When you pull up, uh, Phineas, you, you realize. Now, what what is is wrong? Um, the ballast of this ship, uh, which is the chamber that kind of balances air and water to affect the you know ascent and descent of the ship, is like completely flooded. There is no air left in the ballast whatsoever, uh, and so like the only force keeping you off the ground right now is the the just sort of general thrust of the engine. Knowing that is enough for you to be able to get the ship off the ground, but now you're going at like sort of a wild diagonal angle, sort of pointing upwards so that you can keep your butt off the ground. Uh, Bertrand, you're an engineer, correct? Have we taken damage? Is something, how, how did this happen without us noticing? Hard to say. 
of I don't know. <laughs> now this is the thrilling uh, overlay between <laughs> Justin and Bertrand. Uh, We're no. finally they are one. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> What is happening? There's a whole mechanical set of quote-unquote skills that you can roll against, and then Griffin has to tell you what happened. Okay. Uh, We'll see. Amber's not really good at that, and I was using Amber's stat. Where is it mechanical? I mean, it's I don't. There isn't really a mechanical skill. I mean, go ahead. What would it be? Like investigation or? Um, This is something you would know, right? So, I would say you are uh, proficient. In this, I, so uh-huh. I'll say it's like your wisdom plus three and initiative plus two. So go ahead and roll with a plus five. Plus five. Uh, three. Great. Plus five. <laughs> Great. They're on fucking fire today. This is good. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to Reno. <laughs> All right. Are you just trying to think of this in your head, or are you going back there to to investigate? I'm or? going back there to investigate. Okay. Yeah. I mean, with an eight. You are you are not necessarily any wiser. If there is like damage here, you are not seeing it. Okay. Um, but on but this is like the interior, right? This is like, on the inside of the ship. Yes. I don't see interior damage. Uh, yes, okay. correct. It's just it is just completely flooded. Okay. Hmm. We don't have any kind of pumps or anything like that. Uh no, this is not supposed to happen. So like right. the the in many ways the ballast is the pump. So uh I think just like the thing you realize is unless you, you know, find some place to repair this and take some time to repair this, this ship is not going to reach the surface. Again. Yeah, we can't surface without that ballast. Right, All right. exactly. Here's the plan. All keep working on it and you will keep heading towards destination okay yep i mean we'll do that it's gonna be slow going though because we're having to kind of go in kind of a diagonal zigzag and i rolled an eight in engineering although maybe repair will be a better roll cool Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, yeah, completely. Our, our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A back-dropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick 
butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And how Loblin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. So, you all follow this current for a while, and when I say a while, I mean, like, another another week. A week of, I would say, pretty uncomfortable sailing, right? The ship is at an angle. It's not like you guys have artificial gravity. So everybody is just kind of constantly <laughs> leaning backwards as, as you all very slowly push forward. It is taxing on the ship in so many ways. The ship is not supposed to move like this. And so there are just kind of constant groans of protest uh, coming both from the hull and the crew uh, of, of this ship. Um, so do I, I have to, do I have light back here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say the, the, the ship is lit. Okay. Oh, this ship is lit. Ship Definitely. Is so lit. But after about a week, you all finally reach the end of this ravine, and it opens up into this huge clearing with what appears to be like a cavern moving sort of further downward. And down in that cavern, you all see light. You get closer to it, and you all see at the bottom of this cavern uh, a city or something that is like approximating a city. It's organized in a semicircular pattern around this huge central building that almost resembles like a, a church or a temple like a basilica with like the huge round central building with like a bunch of different towers and stuff coming off of it. And then fanning out from that huge temple, you see these rows of what appear to be just kind of like simple buildings that look like just rows of small identical lodgings. And the curious thing about the city is that it is not submerged. Uh, there are a dozen or so of these large overlapping barriers, almost like huge bubbles uh, surrounding the city infrastructure. And those bubbles appear to be keeping the city dry uh, and also are presumably are providing breathable air to the people that are just walking around inside of there that you all have seen. Uh, you, you are seeing this with, I would say, like telescopic just I guess maybe just a telescope uh, yeah. so they have not they have not taken notice of, of your ship uh, but you all have found this city that uh, you have followed all the way from the current and so you assume is where the, the trail of dead were coming from well this is wonderfully fortuitous isn't it because now we were looking for uh, one uh, a place to repair our ship but more than that we have found a city under the waves our our Everything is fixed. We can simply move from the shore to whatever this city is. Well, I know I'm Captain Phineas, not Captain Obvious, but don't you think that's a little coincidental? That doesn't set off a few alarm buttons in your head. I mean, a, a coincidence or fortune? 
um, you know, the, the, the gods have guided us to this moment. Right? I'm it's, right in thinking that Hominine like, yeah, sure. is cool yeah, with I the think, gods, I mean, right? Yeah. I know hardly anything about these new characters that I made up for this episode. So if you want that to be true, that's absolutely Well, it's just we don't have like a Homininian character. And so I'm trying to make sure I understand their relation to this. I but would I say, think... yeah, I, it's, I would say if this person is as learned as they are, a lot of that probably comes from like the religious institutions yes. of, of Hominine. The gods, the gods have led us to this moment. This is, we were brought to the shore by a voice that said, you know, this is the plan. And then we have found salvation. Well, let's try to hail them and we can feel them out huh see how they sound that sounds good that's a good idea what uh, how uh how exactly do we uh tail good question them? what do we think like a uh, long distance communications would be like uh morse code type light blinking or do yeah, you think there's I like a ra- I, I mean radio waves don't make sense no right? i mean there's the tone tone we've like talked about tone wheels but i don't think that those exist yet um Probably some sort of rudimentary, like maybe like a yeah, like a Morse code Morse type code. deal. Or, sure, or, fly flash exterior lights. Maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. So I guess Phineas, you're at the helm. What are you? What are you flashing? Um. Well, we've got a lot of exterior lights. Um. So I thought maybe we would pull a a close encounters kind of thing where we would flash them in different sequences. Okay. To show that we are intelligent beings and intelligent creatures. I mean, we're in a ship. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're I don't think far they're going to think like there's some dogs in there. <laughs> they haven't seen us yet. <laughs> <laughs> sea dog. I'm just Arr, saying, any just flashing the lights is probably enough. Captain, you're not like, going to believe this. We we have assumed we are assuming it's hyper intelligent dogs. <laughs> how do you know they're hyper intelligent? Because how else would dogs pilot the ship? <laughs> we're assuming it. They must be hyper intelligent, otherwise. How they and get they in thumbs. there? I mean, we maybe they thumbs. they might have sat accidentally on the gear shift and moved it into neutral, and the ship rolled down here. I guess that's possible. Well, then we got us a name. We're the Descendant Dogs. We're going to descend right. down there and flash our lights. All right. Um. So you are just flashing it in a pleasing pattern, then? Yeah, something <laughs> as if to say, "Hey, to stranger." Um. Okay, you do that for a few seconds, honestly, and that is enough for some of the people uh, down inside of the bubbles to look up and see you all. And a few of them go running toward that central building. A few of them like run back into one of the little residential uh, like rows. And after a few seconds, the like main sort of barrier covering up the, the Basilica uh, starts to shoot a few bubbles up and like, you cannot, this is not any kind of code that you are aware of, but it does seem like the city is responding to your uh, your your flashing. Ah, see, I, 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 they are welcoming us. I have to assume. Yeah, or do you think they're welcoming us? I think it's the best chance we've got, right? Well, let's let's go down. Let's keep an eye on their bubbles, and we'll. Uh, We'll go. Let's descend real slow. We don't have much choice in descending, though, right? Uh, you can descend. Yeah, <laughs> but can we control the speed of the descent? Um, 
He's I, been working on it for a week, right? Yeah, I mean, you've been piloting the ship for the week, so I will give you advantage, but I will I, that it, you will need to roll for it because this is the most you've had to descend since you realized your ballast was all fucked up. Okay. Um, so why don't you roll... Um, Acrobatics? N- no. You're piloting a ship, right? So this is almost like a vehicle proficiency roll. Should, we, should I use the, the ship sheet? Um, speed that would be plus speed uh why don't you actually we'll just do uh dexterity and since you are like you have been doing this for a while uh take also your proficiency so that is a plus six total uh with it with advantage okay so dexterity that is a 12 um plus three which is a 15 okay you said Plus another six. Plus another three. So it's a 18. You got an 18 total. 18. Okay. And then you have advantage if you want to roll again. Well, wouldn't hurt. Uh, okay. Go roll again. And that'd be a big old three. So I'll stick with the 18. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, where are you Where are you trying to descend to? It's nice because, you know, oftentimes we say, like, if you want to learn how to play, like, role-playing games, don't, we're not the ones to go to. But I do think it's an important lesson to take away that if you're rolling and you have yeah. the chance to choose between a really high number or a really low number, oh, take sure. the high number. A That's, lot of people don't know that. Isn't that yeah. fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. Take I, mean, the, I, I didn't we, know till just now. I'm glad Trav pointed that sometimes out. Sometimes on Critical Role, Matt Mercer will be like, take the low number and just to see who you can trick into And it. we're the ones who get shit on yeah. Reddit. Yeah. yeah. Even when Matt yeah. Mercer's like, take the low number. Take you the missed. low number because it's like gold. Sometimes it's better. And they're like, did you say sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I'd say towards the cathedral. That seems to be the main structure, right? To like a clearing near the cathedral? Well, I'm. You're not going to land on top of the cathedral. I'm asking. Well, because remember, there's no water inside the thing. So once we go through the barrier, I would just say towards the whatever bubble, and maybe with our sensors and our sharp eyes, we would be able to detect some kind of, you know, bay or some kind of opening or something along those lines. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Do we see any kind of like no. other ships? No, you don't see any other ships here. Um, it's just it is just this um sort of like uh almost ancient looking city like the 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 houses as you are descending and get closer to them they just look like they were made out of like the clay found at the bottom of of the ocean like it is not this is not some sort of technological sort of marvel as far as you can tell. So there's no like hatches or anything to no no hangers to bring your ship down into. Where were the bubbles coming from, the, the communicating bubbles? They were Which just popping out the top of another bubble. Like, just air was being Yeah, but I mean, what was that it. bubble around? The basilica, it... come from, like, the top of the, the church. Okay, well, then I say we try to find some place to set down. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Once we set down, we ain't going back up. Not without help. I, I would say with the 18 that you rolled, you can find a spot at the end of one of those, like, rows of houses where you can kind of like park half in the water half in the bubble and also at uh, this point if we don't get somewhere dry we can't fix our ship all the way right so exactly. it doesn't really matter okay so there's a place where we can set down that is 
at least partially inside the air bubble. Right. Without disrupt disrupting the air bubble. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You, can, you can put it down so basically the airlock opens up into the bubble. Okay. And you're, you, All right. Yeah. Okay. That works. And would that be at the end of one of those long buildings? Yeah, out, out at the end of like one of the long rows of, of buildings okay. coming away from the church. Um, okay. Then, bring it down there then and land. Perfectly. I well, mean, I mean, you've got like a busted ballast textbook. and you're landing half inside of dry land. So it's not. And it was a, it was an 18, a dirty 18. It's not yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. So, so you get the ship down, but it has not. I mean, the ship hasn't felt right in a while, but you bring it down. Um, and when you do and you all approach the airlock, you can see through a, a, a window that there are people who are starting to gather around your ship and they are looking at your ship not like there's no pitchforks or torches like they look very curious and what's what i guess what's everybody doing is everybody leaving the ship is are some folks staying behind what's what's the plan here oh yeah i mean Ona's going it's like yeah yeah i think we should stick together okay yeah i say the three of us go and we put lieutenant somebody yeah. in charge of staying behind lieutenant red the bat sphere yeah, there you go, Lieutenant. And Red. I also would Lieutenant say it's, Red? it's short for Lieutenant Redshirt. Oh, I thought you said Lieutenant. <laughs> I thought you said Lieutenant Bread, which I would ask that is actually who we change it to, if you don't. Yeah, mind. it's Lieutenant Bread. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who else is on this ship? His name is Lieutenant Bread. His name uh, is Ryan Bread, and everybody just calls him Rye Bread. And he hates that, oh! so that's why he's joining this, the, the the military. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I am mean, writing down right now rule number five of Ether C. Hominines love hominins. I'm yes, sorry. That's, that's the end is rule number I don't think five. that's a homonym as much as it is a rhyming word, but that's I think that's it's just good. a pun. It's actually. nothing. Okay. I regret saying it because of how much <laughs> show it just took up. Um, there's about a half dozen of uh, Joshy's, Joshy's uh, acolytes who have come along with you at the request of Phineas Call. Some of them stay behind. How many of them do you want to stay behind? You got, you got six in total. I mean, six, right? They're not going to yeah. be very interesting in the story. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah t- leave them here. Oh, I think and it should just be the three of us. The, the brain And trust. I would also like to suggest that uh, I don't know what kind of signal it sends. We are explorers, obviously, but I think Bertrand ought to be armed. I Oh, I have a, I have a, you will go ahead. I forgot my tools. I think. I don't know that we should be approaching them with any kind of weapons. I, I, I'm just getting my tool. I'm getting, I just said my tools. Yes, but then you winked. I have something in my eye. Okay. Oh, here, wait, let me, let me get that for you. Here you go. That was ah, a very yeah. tender moment. Thank you. Really tender. Thank you. So yeah. gentle. All right. Bertrand runs back on the ship to grab his bag of tools. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. And, li- and listen, I understand what you're saying, Ono. But listen, we we don't know what the situation is out here. We don't know these folks. We need we need to at least have some kind of backup just in case things get a little, you know, Phineas messy. I don't know how to tell mm-hmm. you this. Um, and I know that sometimes you say I'm too cautious, but it is worth noting we have a busted ballast. We mm-hmm. are under the ocean in their dome. And there are way more of them than there are of us. If we have to resort to a backup plan, it's going to get very bad. Well, yeah, but a backup plan to me would be running away 
How? And if we're running away back to the bath sphere or back to the ship, just, you know, to be safe, um, I, I think I'd like uh, to know Bertrand was there with his <clears throat> tools. Now, see, you did it too. Is it tools or is it weapons? Oh, I just it's, got tools. It's tools. Wink. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I locked the ship from the outside so they, in case anyone tries to come along, they don't. Uh, they don't get in. Beep, okay. Beep. You all step outside then and descend down uh, a, a stairway that is popped out of the side of the ship. And you are now standing in front of a crowd of people. Who... Uh, Ona is pretty tall and, and kind of lanky. And he okay. is doing some deep bows. Okay. Very like, <laughs> thank, oh, wh- thank you for having it. Like, as uh, gracious a guest as one could hope for. Then uh, make a make a charisma check, just a straight up charisma roll to see how this influences their reception of you. Uh, a ten total. They all look at each other and kind of laugh, um, because you can you can actually already tell like these folks here are pretty excited to see the three of you, but they also seem a little bit nervous to actually like step forward and initiate. Uh, actual conversation with you all. Um, I've just decided as we are uh, figuring out these these characters for this little sidetrack here, I think that um, I'm going to say that Ona is the kind of like biologist where he's studied a lot of animal behavior and yeah. totally thinks he knows how to handle oh, great. situations like this. Right? Awesome, great. Yeah, sure. And so he makes himself <laughs> kind of small and non-threatening as he says, uh, thank you so much for allowing us into your home. Uh, and he's avoiding eye contact so as not to seem threatening. Um, please allow me to introduce uh, my my very good friends. This here's Bertrand. Bertrand, say say something. Aye. Okay. And this uh, is, is Phineas Cole. How y'all doing? Um, and And you might be, and he bows again. They all look at each other and whisper, and one of them walks forward. It is a a, a young woman, uh, probably in her early 20s, and she steps forward. Uh, I think you all realize that none of this would be like totally obvious if it wasn't true. None of these people have any kind of like um, fish fish features, like the bodies Uh, that you found earlier. Also, Grivenar, any of them recognizable as the vanguard that left. Um, why don't you all make a... Uh, make Noticing an check. Oh, okay. Yeah, an investigation check. Oh, no. It's, I got seven. Oh, no, wait. That was intimidation. Excuse me. The words look very similar. Uh, I have a 15 total. Uh, Zooks? Or a 15 um, total also? Fifteen, uh, Bertrand. Intimidation or investigation? Investigation. investigation. I, I Although you guys, all, you guys got me all yeah. all confused. Uh, six plus zero. Uh, so Ona and Phineas, uh, you all do recognize uh, a couple of the people here as the Vanguard who left. And the Vanguard were like pretty standoff. They were kind of assholes, right? They thought we are the gatherers of this community and we aren't treated with enough respect. So like they were very insular 
before they uh, stole the bathysphere and left. But I mean, with 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 a fifteen, like you all do recognize a couple of those people, and you do put it together that they are Vanguard. Uh, I will also say you do also notice a couple sets of twins here. Cool. Um. um hey. Uh, twins. Twins. <laughs> Sorry, I actually held it in for four and a half seconds, which is <laughs> a new record good, for me. Say. Yeah. That's huge. Hey, uh, uh fellas, uh, hang on one, uh, hang on one second, folks. Fellas, uh, huddle up here real quick. Ona bows his way over to the huddle. <laughs> we we know some of these folks, don't we? Don't they look? Yes. They're the you, vanguard that we've been looking yeah, for. Yeah, but I mean, you remember anybody by name? Oh, I'm remember not good with, Bertrand? no, I'm not good with names. Um, Well, they seem to like you. Why don't, can, how can, I mean, surely they talk our, our language then, well, right? It, yeah, maybe. Let's talk to them and find out. That's Fini- good. Phineas, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and mm. you turn around to see that that young woman. Uh, Whoa! Who, hey, <laughs> who, now you you recognize her as one of the vanguard that was uh, on on the beach. You probably never spoke to her uh, or anything like that, but uh, you you have seen her around, and she says, uh, "Hello, Phineas. I." Uh, I was wondering if if we would ever see you again. We're we're, we're so excited that that you and your your friends have come to to visit. Um, oh, well, oh yeah, go on, go on, go on. Uh, I'm I'm Naomi, uh, and well, Naomi, oh Naomi, yeah, of course. Uh, welcome to welcome to our our domain. We um is how was your was your journey? Is is are are, are you all okay? Um, did you experience any? Any problems making your way down? Um, well, a, a little bit, a little bit, a few uh, technical issues. Um, that that to be honest with you, if we could, if we could get y'all's help, we would we would really appreciate. A little little trouble with the old craft, oh. the old with the wheels, yeah. so to speak. Our journey down um, here was was pretty uh, pretty trying as well. What what if what brings you all here to the to the ocean floor? Um, well, um, be honest with you, we, um, <laughs> looking for you. <laughs> for us? Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, y'all left, and we're gone, and, you know, we, we never, never seen you again. We were, you know, we, and, you know, to be honest, you, you kind of, you know, uh, borrowed, um, our, our ship, and, oh. uh, I mean, it's all, you know, water under the bridge, of course, or wander over the <laughs> bridge. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we could have used it a little bit, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we were looking for you and, and our, our boat. We want to know what happened to you, why you never came back. She stops and smiles and says, okay, I, I think I understand now. I, one of our great regrets is that we, we stole the bathysphere when we did um, – it was foolhardy and immature of us. And it, we can, of course, return it to you. We obviously don't need it anymore. We've, we've arrived at where we need to be. Um, we appreciate you coming to find us, though. But this is, this is not really a situation where we need to be rescued. 
Well, no, um, sorry if I if I may. It seems uh, quite the other way around. This is perfect. We'll fix the Nightcrawler. That's our ship here, and then we'll take the Bathysphere, and with those uh, and some of the other ships, we will be able to start ferrying down the the people on shore down to this uh, new home, this salvation that you found. It's perfect. She is like everybody is. Everybody just starts cheering. You see twins like grabbing each other and looking at each other, just like so excited, like barely able to contain their joy. Um, and Naomi says, I, that's, that would be a dream come true. I, I, okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, there's someone that you should meet um, before we move any further. Um, and, uh, I, if we do anything else, I, I I feel like they will be upset that they are missing out on this moment. So we'll leave some people here to start looking at your ship and see what they can they can fix up. Um, and you all come with me, and we can make your you know make everybody very comfortable. And and uh, but but we should we should we should get moving. Oh uh, yes, uh, Phineas and uh, Bertrand. This is where they will take us uh, before the leader. Uh, perhaps uh, some sort of alpha, if you're familiar with this term, and then we will supplicate ourselves to them uh, to show that we are uh, submissive to their leadership, and then they will accept us, and we'll be able to join them here uh, in in their herd or pack or however, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's one way it would could probably go. One way it looks like it's going to go. Um. All right, I need to say something out of character for a second. Sure. Just, just, just. Kick. I, I don't want to split the party up, but I'm wondering if, if Bertrand would stay behind to kind of supervise these repairs, or is that? I mean, you can ask him. No, you know, I don't. Let's. I withdraw that. I withdraw that. Okay. I, I was following. I was following too logically. Sure. Too, too story wise. I think it makes sense. But I feel like Bertrand would be would stick with Phineas. Okay. Maybe I could stick with Phineas and um, I'm sorry. Ona could like l- see what they could learn. Okay. And make sure nobody like got in and tried to fuck with our shit. Yeah, I think we should go meet this this person first. Okay. Um, but like there's six other people ostensibly on the thing. So and ostensibly, I, I think we can assume that. Bertrand is not the only engineer person there. Sure. So I don't think we need to worry too much about it. Okay. okay. I would, at, at the very least, and this is a, a complete sidebar, I would say that just like he ran back to get tools, maybe Bertrand runs back to the ship just to kind of tell the rest of the crew, this is okay. These folks are going to be working on the outside, right? Are they going to be working on the outside of the ballast? Uh, Yeah. Okay. And just... Is that okay? Do you mind if we just insert that little nugget in there that that, that happened? Yeah, he, he Bertrand ran back and told them. Okay. okay. Um, all right, let's go Let's go meet the uh, the high horse. Sure. Uh, you all are uh, making your way through the city, and Ona, make a, make a perception check for me. Actually, everyone make a perception 17 check. 17 plus 3, a 20. Woo, dirty 20! A nasty 18 20. plus, well, uh, three, 21. Uh, and what did, what did you get? 
Phineas? 14? Phineas got a 15. Okay. Um. So, so a 15, a 20, and a 21. Yeah, We're everyone the hell that. out of this. You all saw everything. Uh, as you were walking down the this like radial toward the basilica at the back of the you know the city, you all see a lot more. Now, not like twins, but you know, triplets and quadruplets and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You are seeing a lot of the same people as you walk through. And at first, maybe you think it's deja vu, uh, but there's one younger guy that you have seen easily 15 of just on this one walk. Uh, needless to say, because I'm sure everybody is in this group, but Ona is fascinated by it, very excited by yes. this. Um, w- with a 20 uh, and a 21, Ona and Bertrand, you also notice that these these radial sort of uh, pathways leading back toward the basilica, there are what appear to be like huge, almost street lights that are sort of positioned every 20 feet or so. Um, and you notice that the, the bubbles that are overhead uh, surrounding the city are sort of centered on those street lights, which have these huge like glowing glass globes. Oh, that was fun. Uh, on top of each one. Uh, and actually, from your position inside the city, like walking around in here, you notice that the bubbles appear to be like moving gently, like uh, expanding and contracting just barely, but enough for you to notice it almost like they are being sort of inflated and deflated in 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 rhythm. Naomi, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, clearly... This has been here long before the Vanguard arrived. Um, how, oh, how long has this city under the sea been here? That's a tough question because are you asking about the city or the buildings and infrastructure that make up the city? Is it because different? This- oh, um, I suppose th- th- whichever's oldest. She says this domain has existed from <laughs> so far back that our minds couldn't comprehend it. Not necessarily the dawn of time, but awfully close to it. The buildings are always being expanded outward as our community grows. Um, and so defining the exact age of, of that would also be quite difficult. But Sounds like they're old. Y- yeah, especially the, the, the Basilica. That is... Um, Griffin, how long has the Vanguard been gone? Uh, I don't know the exact amount of time, but it has been... It, I think you have only known that they have been gone for just a short while. Um, because like two that is how years, a month. months? Yeah. We- weeks. Like, uh, the pickaxe things sh- uh, washed up on short at the end of episode three of the setup episodes, and then this okay. this expedition is taking place, like, in the middle of the fourth episode. Okay. So it's... it's then, uh... They've they they left on this mission months ago. You've realized that they have been they something bad happened to them weeks ago. I want to uh, okay. Then I want to ask Bertrand a question. Okay. Um, I I you mentioned the community. This is also fascinating to me. How long have 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 the other residents uh, been here? Uh, it seems well established, but uh, somehow we've been completely unaware of of this uh, underwater marvel. How long have they lived here? How did they get here? 
she looks around and she says, um, that's a great question that I don't really know the answer to. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure Cambria will be able to fill you in on all the details. So much to be studied. This is amazing. Yeah, she says. It, it, we're proud of it. Uh-huh. Cambria, I assume that's the high horse we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah the Cambria is, is the first. Okay. You all continue making your way down down this pathway. There, there appears to be like some systems of irrigation that you have started passing that look like streams of algae that are sort of moving across the city. You can actually see some in the neighboring radials as you get closer to the, the, the basilica that are all sort of leading like the branches of a tree back uh, into, back underneath the, the, that core. Oh, Ona's into that. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of stuff here that is is probably quite fascinating to Ona. And you all make your way inside of the basilica. Uh, and when you get in there, you are standing in a big foyer that despite the fact that like this building is made up out of clay, it is like so ornate, so like intricately carved, uh, this, this clay is. And there are sort of doorways leading off into different sort of passages in this room. But Naomi leads you up these two curving stairways to this higher platform with a, uh, an enormous opening in. And she says, okay, um, is everyone ready to go in? I could not be more ready. Uh, could I talk to you, Ona, for a second before we go in? Um, uh, yes. A quick second, yes. Yeah, y- y'all have a... I wanted to talk to Naomi here a little bit, too, so oh, y'all go ahead and have a little confab. Listen. This is bad. I can tell this is bad. It may be bad. I, I don't know. Listen, I got a bad. I'm going to leave my tools with you, and I'll go in with the boss. You hear anything, I mean anything. I got a cocking laser in the bag. Now, you don't have to use this as a weapon. Remember when I went back to talk to the boys? I told them to keep an eye out for in case of trouble. You hear anything, you shine this cocking laser at the ship, they'll see it. And get over here real quick but, and real well armed. But I want to go in. I understand that I don't want to die. We all got wants, don't we? But why would you think that this is bad? They've been wonderfully pleasant and welcoming. <sighs> and maybe you're just worried about nothing. You and You haven't been through what I've been through. Hey, trust me. You don't want to go in there by yourself. I'd stay out here. But if something goes wrong in there, I need to be there to protect the boss. I... I I will wait one minute while you go in and get the lay of the land. But after a minute, I'm coming in. I have to find out. My curiosity is absolutely bubbling. Give me five. I'll get the good read on the guy. I'll give you a shout. Hey. Two. Two and a half. Two minutes and 15? You drive a hard bargain, owner. <laughs> So pointless. We'll be sure to track yeah, that. Exactly. We'll set a timer. <laughs> okay. And clar- clarified butter. See, that's the key. If you clarify the butter before, 
Leaves all flaking. Yeah. Stuff, see? Unfortunately, no cows. All right. Oh! She, she opens up the doors, uh, and Ona, Bertrand hands you the, the tool bag as he walks inside with Phineas. Um, and as yes, Phineas, sorry, Naomi. I'll be right in. I feel a sneeze coming on, and I don't want to embarrass myself uh, inside. So I'm going to get my sneezes out uh, here. She nods and says, oh, uh, um, okay. I'm not sure that's necessary, but uh, uh, okay. Uh, okay, this, this throws Phineas a little bit. So he makes eye contact with Ona and then glances over at, at Bertrand, trying to figure out what's going on. And he, Bertrand mouths, 2.15. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, we got to get a move on it. 2.15 already. All right. <laughs> In we go. Hey, Siri, start a timer for 2 minutes and 15 seconds. Don't actually do that. No, not 10 minutes and 15. Jesus. Naomi <laughs> shuts the door as uh, Bertrand and Phineas walk in. And when that happens, it's it's like Ona just like vanishes because this, this memory is happening in real time, but you are seeing it through the eyes of Phineas Call. So when Ona is no longer on Phineas's camera, so to speak, we don't know what is happening to them. The two of you, uh, Bertrand and Phineas, make your way into this this large chamber, and it is it is cavernous and it is dimly lit, and it's not quite as like intricately carved as the rest of of this facility. Like it is, uh, it is just the dome that you you can see from outside, like at the very central of of this basilica, um, and. The only light in this room is coming from a hole in the very center of the room that is maybe like 80 feet in diameter. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Diameter Uh, is across the middle. Right. And it is, uh, it's not just like a flat hole. It's more like a volcanic like mound and uh, coming from it, are these bright, hot bubbles that are coming up out of nowhere and just floating upward through the air. And they, they are hot enough that actually you can feel like the temperature change in this room as you as you walk into it. And you hear a voice coming from not, not just the hole, but like it reverberates around the, the walls. It sounds like it is coming from absolutely everywhere. And the voice says, Welcome, Phineas. I've been anticipating this meeting for quite a while. Um, well, I have been too. Um, who uh, am I speaking to right now? The others have taken to calling me Cambria. I lived without a name for so long when there was nobody else mm. to name me. Um, well, um, that, well, I'm glad you got a name now. That's a step forward. Um, do, do you mind uh, coming out here so we can see you? Some find my form to be alarming, but know that I do not wish you or your people any harm. Quite the opposite. I want to save you. 
Good, good. Uh, uh, From uh, what exactly? Hmm. From the end of the world. I am the progenitor of every living thing for eons. I drifted below the ocean floor, a stew of organic compounds. And then one day, the mosaic took form. I am the first two cells who decided to work together to form a higher purpose. I am the first life. And from that vent, a a blast of hot air shoots into this room. It, it hurts your eyes and you feel like you're, you're getting a sunburn. Uh, and then it emerges from this mound and you see a towering, easily 40 foot tall, pinkish white flatworm with translucent frills that undulate in the air. It's not even entirely out of the vent, and it is towering 40 feet over you. And it leans down and says, Welcome home, children. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.